Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, final hour of the Chad Harbin Show. Henry Lake in for Chad. Dave Harrigan producing Susie Jones here in the newsroom as well as in the studio right now. And I wanted Susie to hang out with me here as I lay out something that happened to me a couple of weeks ago. And I'm going to want people to weigh in on the text line, the WCCO talking text line, 651-461-9226. I I had an expectation going into a lunch. Okay, so let let me lay out the situation. This is what happened. So I have an acquaintance, okay, not a close friend, um, and I wouldn't necessarily call them, you know, like a friend, but an acquaintance, somebody that I've known for years, maybe about a decade or so, um, hadn't seen them in quite some time. Probably it had been, I think the last time that I saw this individual was um, when the Ryder Cup was here at Hazleton, okay, that was what, 2016? I think so. All right, right around that time, maybe 2007. I can't remember when it was, but the last time that the Ryder Cup was here, okay, um, she's awesome. Um, acquaintance, we met through um, me doing a community give back event. She reached out to me about four or five weeks ago and says, Hey, um, would you be available to meet for lunch? Because I want to. Uh, bounce some things off of you because there's something that I'm looking at doing. Okay. So they are looking to do something and they wanted to bounce some ideas off of me. Okay. And I said, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Whatever she was. And so she was like, all right, just, just tell me, you know, what's good for your schedule. I will make whatever work. Um, we'll find time, whatever. And we'll do lunch. Cool. She reached out to me about lunch. We set it up. I show up for the lunch. We sit down, and it was a session in which they are brainstorming, picking my brain, asking me for ideas and assistance of which I'm giving, okay? So at the end of the lunch, because I got to get ready to leave and get ready to come in here and do the show and do work or whatever, right? And they, you know, go on with the rest of the day or whatever. The tab comes, and the tab is split. Now, is it unreasonable for me to expect that because that person wanted my time and wanted to do lunch 
with me and get information from me to help them out that they take care of my lunch? Or is that unreasonable? Now, 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 just to be clear, I am not like mad about it or anything like that, whatever, but I w- it, it caught me off guard. It did. Because if, if, if I said, Susie, I, can you please meet me for lunch? I got some things that I want to bounce off of you, whatever. I would pick up a tab. I hope. What do you think? Was, was I wrong? Did I have unreasonable expectations here? You're asking me. This is my yes. turn. Okay. Yep. I think not. I think you were invited. They should have picked up the tab. Sometimes people feel nervous to do that because they think there's some kind of ethical line between, you know, journalists or news people and they don't want the idea that you're going to taint how you might cover them going forward by paying them something. No, there wasn't a politician or anything well, like I'm that. I'm just saying that's an example. Sometimes reporters won't let anyone pay for their lunches because they don't want the idea that someone's going to be uh, but hold favoring on. them. This is not in the context of being a journalist. Okay. This, this is in the context of... Then I of- think they should have paid for your lunch, but that's a very un- awkward situation because if they're all counting it you out... You think and, it's awkward? Well, if they're divvying it up, I mean, what are you going to say... Why don't you guys buy mine? You're gonna just shut up and pay. Your no, 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 chair. no, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't make it awkward. Um, you just paid your part. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. When, when, when the when the server asked about the bill, um, and she said just you know just 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 two separate bills or split it or whatever. And I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't make a. I didn't say anything about. It. I'm just bringing it up for the first time. <laughs> Gave a big <clears throat> throat clear. Is that what you did? No, I didn't do that. Sounds like you're just not mad enough to bring it up on the radio to me. Are you are you irked? <laughs> Seriously. No, 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 no. I'm asking. I ask etiquette <laughs> questions on my shows all the time. Well, then I would say, yes, you should have had your meal paid for. Your thoughts? Don't don't give me this. You're not upset about a business, first of all. That's my first thought. I'm not. Uh, you should have been treated to lunch. In that situation, for somebody who's, it sounds like, established in their career, you know, we're not talking about a you know, a college intern who said, "Hey, Henry, I a really love your kid. show. Yeah. I'd love to meet you and just you know talk about getting into the business." Did then, it matter that it was a woman? No. Okay. No, if, you're, if it business is business, whether it's a woman or a man, or yeah, I don't think that matters. If if you're talking business, if you're talking other things, then perhaps. But it they sounds needed, like it was they needed, certainly they very professional. Help, they needed help. They needed professional help with their business, and I was more than happy to meet. And, and like I said before. I, I'm, and I'm honestly, you're, you're like, man, you're mad about it. I'm not. I'm honestly not mad about it. But this makes for good fodder on the radio from an etiquette perspective. There, there are a lot. Of, I pose a bunch of etiquette uh, questions a lot. I do think that, and this is just me, if I ask you of your time, your this is your time. It ain't even really about the meal because I ordered like a simple $9 salad. Who cares? But the bottom line is if I ask you for your time, I mean, your time is precious. Your time is valuable. I'll just go ahead and pick it up. That's not that valuable. Oh, please. Ah! <laughs> Your time is invaluable. We just talked about valuable time earlier. Early, we got people with, with the whole with the whole uh they don't want to work overtime as yeah. much anymore. <laughs> no, I, I, I think yes. For a nine dollar salad as you put it, yes. I I don't think you can if you expect that your lunch is going to be paid for, now you don't go and show up and order the porterhouse and a couple drinks and an appetizer and a dessert. You be responsible with your order, as it sounds like you were, and Yes, I think you should have been treated, and that's why I don't invite people to lunch because I don't want to pay for anybody's lunch. <laughs> Got you. All right, six six five one four six one nine two two six. Susie says she's agree- she agrees with me. The etiquette should have been it, it it should have been paid for. 
uh, Dave Harrigan says should have been paid for. I wonder what the people think. 651-461-9226, the WCCO talking text line. This from the 612, um, they absolutely should have picked up the tab without question. Um, no, it wasn't Shaletta. Somebody, somebody from the 651 says Shaletta should have picked up that tab. Oh, that would have been on TMZ. We would have heard about that long ago. Hold on. Hold on. Y'all think that me and Shaletta would have lunch and Shaletta wouldn't have tweeted about it? There wouldn't have been a video? I mean, there would have been television mm, producers nas- there. Y'all know that. National media would have been here. The Today Show would have been there. Right? Exactly. So, all right. I feel good. I, I mean, feel vindicated. I, I, well, I, I just now is it likely they're listening and might reach out and I say, so. "Dude, no, I'm so sorry." No, they they don't. Then no, it's 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 not even that serious. It's not even that serious. A segment might go viral. I don't know. Six, mm. This from the six five one. You are correct. If they think, if they ask you for advice on their business and ask you to lunch, then they should have paid for it. It just makes sense. That's a it little just, weird. It just yeah. to me, it just makes sense. Yeah. 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 No, if you're just inviting a friend to lunch, no, then somebody you, you haven't do, seen no. for a while, say, like, "Hey, you want to go grab lunch with me?" Of course, you split it, right down the middle. Unless they had alcohol, then that's always more. So I say, you pay for your own booze. I'll- <laughs> well, hold on, time out, time out, time out. You're, you're you're saying if a friend asks you out to lunch, yeah, I'm saying, if and you have and you yeah. haven't seen them in a while, yeah, you say you split it. Yes, right. Dave Harrigan? I don't know. Well, you're do not you? Ta- I don't know if you do if, split it. If you're yes. inviting somebody, say it's a friend that you haven't seen in a year Still, or two and you just want to reconnect, say, friends. You're hey, just come on friends. out to lunch. Mm-mm. Go grab lunch with me. Mm-mm. Just down the middle. You're two grown-ups. You're having lunch. No big deal. It's a spe- – you know, no. There's not. There's no exchange. It's right down the middle. This was someone that was seeking out his opinion. It's almost a little gesture of gratitude to say, why don't we buy your little salad? Your little well, salad, you call well, the, it a weak well, salad. The, the text line here says, if they don't pay for your meal, then you should charge them for your time. There you go. I, I I do think that that because because to me, send them a bill because it is it was about business stuff. It wasn't about like catching up in high school because we're that's not our relationship. Mm-hmm. This was more about like I need some assistance. I need help. Can I bounce this off of you from a business perspective? Mm-hmm. So so from the texter's standpoint, though, I do I do see what the, exactly what they mean. Now clearly. I wasn't going into it to charge them or to bill them for my time. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't looking. At, I'm, I'm just trying to do somebody a solid. Okay. That's all I was looking for. But I. But I do see their point of view. Um, this from the six five one. Yes, Henry. That person was a consideration to pay for your lunch. Jeez. So. Jeez. Jeez. Well, maybe they were having a tough time about it. Maybe that's why they needed some help with the business because they're struggling. They can't buy anybody's lunch these days. Oh. I, I got an idea from. You should have bought their damn lunch. Yeah. I got an idea from the text line. Let me text Shaletta. Shaletta, will you take me out to lunch? <laughs> <laughs> no cameras, please. No cameras. No cameras. All right. Thank you so much, Susie. I All appreciate right, have it. Have a good one. All right. Coming up next, uh, the best quote. Literally, this is the best quote I've ever heard from a professional sports team owner. We get to that next. Henry Lake in for Chad Harvin. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome back to the Chad Hartman Show. I think that my expectations for not just lunch, (laughs) but for professional sports... Um, has been supported by something that that I heard from a professional sports team owner recently. And I, I think that this is arguably the best quote that I've ever heard from a professional sports team owner. And the owner is John Middleton. He said this to the Philadelphia Inquirer. He, now, he's the Philadelphia Phillies owner. Okay. And... This is just great perspective coming from an owner of a professional sports franchise. Listen to this quote. And, and this is talking about the money that you that you spend on your payroll. Okay? That's what it's in reference to. He says, how much money did the 27 Yankees make? or the 29 A's, or the 75-76 Big Red Machine. Does anybody know? Does anybody care? Nobody knows or cares whether any of them made any money or not. And nobody cares about whether I make money or not. If my legacy is that I didn't lose any money owning a baseball team on an annual operating basis, that's a pretty sad legacy. It's about putting trophies in the cases. If your ambition is to be good, you don't make those decisions to sign, and he there was a specific player, I think it was Trey Turner. If your ambition is to be great, you make those decisions. It's about desire, really. I just want to win. And so what Middleton is saying here, and this is something that we talk about a lot, is we talk about payrolls, right? We talk about payrolls with teams that spend money in franchises and all that. And he's saying, look, at the end of the day, as a professional sports team owner, I understand The people. I understand the fans. I understand that it's not about the payroll at the end of the day. From your guys' perspective, you guys expect me to put out a good product. 
If I lose money, but we win, that's all that matters. And I think that that's refreshing to hear because we have to look or not enough owners look at what they do and the service they provide as it be about the championships because so many of them are thinking about the money-making aspect. Look, no one's going to own or or buy a professional sports franchise to lose money. We get that. But what he's saying is, is if in the process of trying to bring championships and titles to this organization, I lose a few dollars, that's part of the game. That's part of the business. That's what I've signed up for. And anything from a mindset other than that is probably not the best way to look at it. And I agree with them. I agree with them. I If you win a championship, it should not always be the thought process that I'm going to make money every single year. That's just not... That's not dealing in reality. There are going to be years. Let's look. At, let's look at the NBA. There are going to be years where NBA, uh, Major League Baseball, whatever, where you have um, the you know uh, the uh, when you when you get the uh, you have the tax, the luxury tax, the luxury tax yep. that you'll have to pay that if you want to field, you know, the best team possible. That's just part of the business. But I think that there are, and there've always been, people out there that were a little bit mm, squeamish about wanting to spend because they're like, they look at it as a business first. And most people that own professional sports franchises anyway, that's not the business that they're in. Yeah, like that's just, that's just something that they bought on the other side of their business. They had something that made yep. them uber rich that allowed them to then spend the money to buy a franchise. Yeah. If you're a, if you're a professional franchise owner, obviously there are very few. You're doing it, in my mind, because it's something fun, right? It's something fun to do with the massive fortune that you've put together. And, you know, it seems like it's just kind of a way for the the, the ultra-rich folks out there to play a little game, to see who can, you know, year in and year out, best of their buddies, right? I don't understand the mindset of then saving a few bucks. Now, nobody got rich trying to, you know, trying to be a cheapskate about it. You know, they, they, they didn't, I shouldn't say that. Nobody got rich by just throwing money away. Yes. But like you said, these aren't the businesses that made them rich. They've already got those businesses. Those businesses are, are I'm assuming for most most of them doing just fine. Well, and I, they will be doing just fine. Mm-hmm. And they've got legacy after legacy money tied up in those businesses. Whereas, yeah, I, I love the quote too. If you own a professional sports franchise, you want to win titles. You want to spend the money, I would think, now so that, hey, you might lose some money. But once you become the Patriots, yep. once you become the, well, let's, let's just say every Boston franchise, uh, once you become that, that team that's running the league for a few years, you're making money hand over fist. Yeah, and I think I think his overarching point that he's making, and I agree with this, if you are in this business, in professional sports, Okay, don't be skimping when you have an opportunity to do something special. Because you know what ends up happening there? All you're doing is cheating the fan base. Mm -hmm. That's all you're doing. When you have needs that need to be addressed and you don't address them because of uh, money and you know that you have the money, that's really unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
if you're an owner, what's better than being loved by the fan base because you spent the money, you you said, go ahead, build a team, we'll do whatever you need, we'll bankroll it, and let's bring some championships. Yep. You know, even if you don't win championships, the fans are still going to appreciate you. You yep. know, they're still going to say, well, you know, they're going to complain that this player didn't perform or ah, you shouldn't have spent money on this guy, that guy's washed up, blah, blah, blah. But they're still going to say they spent the money. Yep. And then, you know, they're, then they're just going to blame the GM or president of personnel, whoever it is, coaching, go on down the line. For not doing a good job. Look, mm-hmm. people are going to say what they want about Glenn Taylor and um, all the stuff that the Wolves have not been able to accomplish. One thing you cannot say about Glenn Taylor is that he didn't spend money. No. He he spent money. He gave up that big money contract to Kevin Garnett. Then he tried to put people around Kevin Garnett and spent the money to have those people, whether it was Joe Smith and the under the underneath the table deal with There were bad business decisions made by the GMs. Okay. But don't say that Glenn Taylor did not spend money because he absolutely spent money. Yeah, we've the had, Wilfs have spent money. Yes. I was just gonna say we've had both ends of the spectrum in this town. The Wills spend money before them. Red McCombs, cheap as all get out, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, with the Twins, it was, you know, Carl Polad. People complained about the payroll for years. You can't do a whole lot of complaining, even though this year they said they'll be trimming it back a little bit. Yep. They spent plenty you of money. Sp- you, you, can't, you can't raise it every year. They, no. they spent money on Carlos Correa, and they went and they made some deals to bring yep. some money, and they gave money to Pablo Lopez. So you can't expect it every single year. And just because this offseason you haven't seen it yet from the Twins doesn't mean that they're cheapskates. Yeah. It just means they haven't spent the money yet. Yep. Wild have spent money throughout pretty much the whole run of the franchise from Parisi and Suter on. And again, that didn't work out. Yep. But you can't blame ownership for not taking a, you know, taking a swing and trying to hit a grand slam with those signings. I'm with you. All right, coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather. And then um, a story that a lot of people are talking about with regards to Spirit Airlines. And it brings up the question, what is the acceptable age to put a child on a flight by themselves? We get to that next Henry Lake in for Chad Hartman. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. I'm glad that this child ended up being safe at the end of the story. But a story that a lot of people are talking about was Spirit Airlines, which I've never flown or used. I am. Huh? Or considered. uh, I never considered it either. (laughs) I am. I'm a Delta Southwest snob, I guess. Really? Yeah. I mean, those are the two that I fly. I don't, I don't, I don't fly. I got, I'm attached to the rewards programs for both. I'm not saying that I would never fly United. I think I've flown United or American maybe once in the last decade, but I'm pretty much, look, when you live here, what do you utilize? Utilize Sun Country, utilize Southwest, and utilize Delta, right? I didn't see you as a Southwest waiting the, uh, the queue kind of thing. Oh, I've done assigned, assigned seats. When when I was living in when I was living in Kansas City, I utilized Southwest more than Delta. Be, that makes sense. Now they're in, big in KC. Yeah, in KC was different, antiquated airport, all this stuff, whatever, less places to go. So 
But yeah, no, I Southwest and Delta, I'm good with. And, and uh, look, I'm not. I guess I'm not that much of a stop. I'm going to do the uh, the waiting in the queue, right? But I guess my point is, is I've never I've never done Spirit. I've never done what's the other one? Frontier. Frontier. I, I've yeah. never done those, and I'm not trying to disparage them in any way. I mean, you hear what you hear about them, but I've never flown them. But Spirit Airlines is in the news. They've apologized to the family of a six year old boy who was placed on the wrong flight and landed more than 160 miles from where his grandmother was waiting to pick him up. Uh, But the airline has yet to explain how it happened, according to the Washington Post. The grandmother, Maria Ramos, told television station WINK News that it was the boy's first time on a plane on Thursday and that he was headed from Philadelphia to Fort Myers, Florida. She said that his bags arrived in Fort Myers, but he did. She panicked. She says, quote, I ran inside the plane to the flight attendant and I asked, where's my grandson? Her grandson, her grandson called her from Orlando and she drove to pick him up. The child was always under the care and supervision of a spirit team member. And as soon as we discovered the error, we took immediate steps to communicate with the family and reconnect him. That's the statement from Spirit Airlines. All right, which for me – and I can be totally off on this, and you are a father. Yeah, I've got a six-year-old, almost seven. They've been on a plane before, right? No. They, though they never. All right. So, so, so this this is right in the wheelhouse of what I want to ask. Do you think it's appropriate to send a child on a plane for the first time unattended? I, I don't. I don't think that that's appropriate. Now, now I'm not blaming I'm not blaming the family necessarily because Spirit is the one they dropped the ball here. That was totally messed up on their part. They sent this kid to the wrong place. But do you think it's wise to if a kid's never been on an airplane, had any type of air travel at all, to have them unattended? I think I think that the parent or I don't I think somebody should be on a plane with them. I can't imagine a scenario where I would send my six, almost seven-year-old mm-hmm. on a flight by herself, whether it's the first flight or not. And I, now I, I looked on Spirit's website and looked about their policy as far as un, unaccompanied minors. You know, we're talking about a six-year-old here. And it's clear they didn't follow the policy. Yes. Okay. They're not saying it. But the policy states, here's how it has to work. You have to let the people know when you book a ticket, this is going to be for an unaccompanied minor. Somebody, the parent, guardian, whoever, has to show up with them at the ticket counter. Yep. They get a special pass that allows them to go to the gate. Yep. That person, the responsible parent, adult, you know, guardian. That escort is yes, making sure is there, we're good to go. Takes them to the gate and has to wait at the gate until 15 minutes after that plane takes off. So they don't, you know, taxi out and have to come back. Yep. They introduce them. They introduce the kid to the uh, the flight staff, the flight attendants, and say, hey, this is the unaccompanied minor. This is where they're sitting. And then when they get off, uh, when the flight lands at presumably the correct airport, the flight attendant then gets the unaccompanied minor and brings them out to meet a person with a badge that says, I am the one here to collect I'm this unaccompanied minor. Yes. And that person has to be there you know, an hour in advance or something to make sure there's plenty of time to get through security so they can get to the gate with a special pass and the whole deal. 
clearly that didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. Obviously, they dropped the ball, and they didn't care about the rules. Yeah, I could only imagine what it felt like for that grandmother to be at the airport that that grandson was supposed to get to, mm-hmm. and then they're not there. Terrible. And then she's, she's like, yeah, she's like on the plane, like, where's my grandson? And they're not, and then it's like, oh, boy, we've got a major screw up here. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I just think the six is too young to be unaccompanied. And not only that, the first time ever on a flight, uh, no, oh, I'm good with that. I don't, I don't think, and this is, this is not about spirit to me. In terms of that scenario, I'm talking. I don't care if it's Delta. I don't care if it's Southwest. I think that six unattended, first time ever. I don't care what airlines it is. I, I don't think it should happen. You want to be that person sitting next to the six year old? Oh gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. That's. But you're right though. That's really letting things kind of fall through the cracks of spirit. Like this has not been a good. Uh, it's just been a PR nightmare for them. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. It's completely unacceptable. And like I said, reading through all the, the safeguards they have, if you have to be at this time, you have to get that special pass, you have to wait at the gate late, you have to be at the gate early. Well, I don't think mom or dad or whoever it was that brought to the kid to the gate who knew they were going to Fort Myers and they ended up in Orlando or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a feeling they weren't waiting at the gate the whole time. And I have a feeling spirit was just fine with that. And 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 uh, just to kind of summarize it, the grandmother because the grandmother was waiting um, in Fort Myers. The grandson ended up in Orlando, and the the moment she heard he was in Orlando, she got she drove the what was it say 160 miles difference? Yeah, about said, four no, hours, I guess it yeah, took. I'm just going. I'm just going to go pick him. Yeah, which made all the sense because I'm not putting him back on another plane. That's just not, I mean, this is not happening. Mm-hmm. So so she was she was like, no, this is. It had to have been utterly frustrating. How now do you the, feel if you're the kid? I know. You're in the wrong spot. They, you know, Somebody has to tell you that you don't know with Spirit Airlines. Hey, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, your you're grandma six. is going to be here in four hours because we took you to the wrong spot. You're going to be fine. Just wait here with me. Yeah. And you got to trust an adult yeah. at that particular point. Text line from the 952. They say, I don't know. But my great-grandfather came over from Ireland by himself on a ship when he was 11 they pinned a note to his jacket. Uh, there's a drastic difference between 11 and 6. 11 and 6? I don't <laughs> think there's any comparison. I was on a college campus at 17. Massive difference also in taking a boat from Europe to the U.S. versus <laughs> taking a flight from Philly to what should have been Orlando. A little bit different there, too. Note pinned to the jacket. That's pretty good. Oh, man. I, yeah, I just – and like I said before, regardless of the airline, six a little bit young for me, the unattended thing for the first time ever. But then again, at six, I mean, are you well-traveled at six? <laughs> <laughs> uh, please, I got, I got this. <laughs> yeah. got I this. don't need you to help me get through, uh, get through security. Just put that on my mother's Amex <laughs> Delta card. They're in the Delta lounge hanging out, having a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking of um, Delta, we're, we're counting down the days, right? Like until – because remember the the whole hubbub months ago was um, in 2024, we're going to have the changes mm-hmm. 
for for oh everything. the rewards yeah rewards the reward program. stuff that's gonna be I think it's yeah well, did they walk some of that ba- at least they some of that back some, right they walk some of it back but not all of it okay. like there there's there is significant changes from the people that I've talked to I don't have one of those um. Um, I, it's not going to affect me anyway because I don't travel enough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, and I don't. I'm not doing the whole lounge thing, whatever. And I don't even have that card. Remember, because a lot of people that that were kind of part of that program and in that card, they had that specific Delta uh, American Express card. Yep. Um, I don't have any of that. I mean, all my stuff is through like um, Hilton and Marriott properties and all that. But anyway, uh, yeah, 2024, man. People got to get with the times. It's about to switch up. But you're, aren't you a traveler though? Don't you and your family travel quite a bit? You're, I'm not going to say you're 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 David Josephson because Dave oh, is goodness, like the no. world traveler. No, uh, no, I'm about a flight, maybe two flights a year. But we oh, okay. we're not to the point where we want to bring the kids yet. I mean, oh, ugh, come on, because your Who kids are six, six and, and three. Six and three. the six year old will be seven in two days. But still, it's uh, no, we we travel a little bit, but it's it's sun country and maybe a little bit of Delta and. I do not understand uh, the hubbub over the lounge. It, I mean, have you been in it? No, I don't. Maybe I, it's that plush. It might might be that plush, but at the end of the day, you're still sitting at the airport. Now, if you're on a five hour layover, I guess if you can get some really good grub there. But if I'm just showing up for a flight, I'm just saying, I'm just man. fine sitting on the you know. You don't, you, 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 don't the Jamie, the you don't want to be the Jamie Ucas and, and Chad Harbins of the world? Oh, goodness, no. Oh, goodness, no. I've got a lot more things to complain about than, uh, <laughs> than that. Final segment of the Chad Harbin Show is coming up next. Final segment of the Chad Hartman Show. It's time for the Lindus Construction Time Check. Time to request a complimentary heat map analysis to see if your home is as energy efficient as it could be. And currently, it is 250. Dave Schrader, he's in the house. In for Jason DeRussia. Where is Jason today? Somewhere sipping wine and eating some good food. That's all he does. Think about that. The good life. He's living the good life. Probably in the Delta Lounge somewhere. And he didn't have a flight. <laughs> I know, speaking of the Delta Lounge. No yeah. flight. He's just out there hanging <laughs> in the lounge. Hey, hey, he's not on spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what you sipping, Dave? You, you sipping a little? Is that a little tea or a little a little tea? You know, you know what's so funny is, and I've never been requested to do this before, but there was something specific that for the family gathering that my dad and my sister requested I go by on two separate days, and it's a drink. You know what it is. For the Christmas gathering, mm-hmm. is it something that we'd expect around Christmas time? Yes, it's only available Christmas time. Hmm, I'm coming up empty right now. Eggnog. Oh, eggnog. The weird thing about it, though, is it's never been requested. In terms of like, like, do we always have a thing of eggnog for Christmas? Yes. But like this, it was like a thing. Like my my dad was like, "Hey, can you pick me up some eggnog?" Sure, I got you, Dad. My sister, who's in town from L.A., hey, can you grab another thing of eggnog? Okay, I will. Like, when did eggnog become the super duper drink of choice at Christmas? You know why? Because my cousin Jackie 
You know what she likes to put in her eggnog? A little knob creek. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I see what's going on uh-huh. here. You guys want to doctor up the eggnog. That's what y'all want to do. Is there any specific? What's your favorite holiday drink? Is it? I love eggnog. I've never had eggnog. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The name. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop, stop. Dave, did you hear that? He's. You never had eggnog? No. It's never been around any of my family gatherings. Might be because it's called eggnog. I've always respected you, Dave. Does that sound like anything you want to drink? I've always respected you. No, you haven't. You've never had eggnog in your life? Never. Oh my I'm not going seeking it out either. So so you're so wait, wait. Not only have you never had it before, but you're unwilling to try it? Is that what you're saying? If you came tomorrow, we're gonna do this show noon to three again tomorrow. If you come tomorrow with a nice cool glass of eggnog. Perhaps a little Knob Creek mixed in as well. Uh, I would I have. I, I would try it. The Knob Creek is gone. Like they've done away with the Knob Creek, so I'm not going to go buy Knob Creek. Oh, but, so you'll buy eggnog two times for your family members, but you won't be buying me just a little bit of knob. That's fine. I mean, not for the show. <laughs> I, I need. Are you committed or not? Are you I, committed I, I, to getting me to try eggnog? Wait, wait I got hold. It. So you say <laughs> I have to bring alcohol? No. Why don't you want alcohol? To be just observed based on it being eggnog. Why do I have to mix alcohol in it? I'm just saying. I mean, at least the little So, wait, wait. Are you saying right now that if I bring eggnog, if I go purchase some today, you'll try it tomorrow? I'll try it. Okay. I have no problem trying it, but like I said, it's, oh, it's, whoa, whoa. it's never Hold been on. something that's... Hold on. Show that, show, show that, show that to Harrigan. That, now, that looks like something I got to try at some point. What's it called? Screwball? Screwball. Peanut butter flavored whiskey. Eggnog. Ah, I'd give it a shot. Oh, 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 it's eggnog though. Oh my! Right? Yes. I've well, never seen that before. Oh my goodness! You see that? Wow. Are you get? If he brings it in, you're going to try it tomorrow? I'd try it. I will try it. But, but yeah. So I, I'll say this. Didn't know we were going to get go down this road with the eggnog. I didn't. <laughs> Deep I didn't, in I, the eggnog. I, I, right I, didn't, now. I didn't think that. I didn't think that I knew somebody that had never tried eggnog before. My and I'm not an eggnob uh, snob. Sounds like you are. Dave Schrader. No, it sounds like he is because <laughs> he's in the upper echelons of eggnog. He, he might be a peanut butter whiskey snob. I mean, he's a just... connoisseur of eggnog right now. <laughs> I'd never seen that before. But so I'm searching out though. This is the funny thing about it. When they request the eggnog, where was I shopping that night? Target. Uh-huh. No, I'm a, I'm a Target guy, right? I'm at Target. No eggnog. Um. So then where do I try to go to? Um, I went to Barley's Lunch, mm-hmm. found some eggnog, but I was a little bit down and disappointed. So for the last couple of years, there's been a brand that you could find in grocery stores, probably Cub, Barley's Lunch, where it's um it's eggnog, but it's the the brand is Southern Comfort, like like the like the um the whiskey. Yeah. That stuff tastes so good. Like the flavor is mwah. But I don't think I got anything on Dave. Like he's got the good stuff. Like, so what did you just pick up generic yeah, Bob's I, eggnog? Just just the Kemp's. Okay. Eggnog. Yeah. You got a problem with Kemp's? No, I got no issue. You got with something Kemp's. something I say right now no, to Kemp's? No, I don't. I, I I love me some Kemp's. <laughs> I'm dead serious. But yeah, so so yeah, we're gonna do some eggnog tomorrow. I like it. A little post Christmas eggnog. Do we have to? Okay, if Dave, if Dave brings it in, are, are you going to bring it, Dave? I'll bring regular nog, no liquor, and then the eggnog that has a little bit of syrup. Okay, 
So we got the unleaded and the fully leaded. So, 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 so can we plan out a taste test final segment of the show tomorrow? We'll do it. I'll try it. Okay, let's, let's do it. I, I don't even. I honestly, I have no idea what to expect as far as flavor. I, I think eggnog is delicious. I'm dead serious. And it's not like what you think. You think it's because you're you're heavy on the egg. You're like, oh, it sounds terrible. No, it's it's. it's well, I'm also heavy on the nog. <laughs> Do you, are you a milk drinker? Yes. Oh, you you'll be fine. You'll be just fine. Does it taste just like kind of a like a whole milk, a kind of real thick it's like kind, a, of, kind of a thick yogurty milk? Yep. But it's really it's got a unique, really good flavor. Okay. Yep. No, it's good. It's good. It's not what you think it is. A yogurty kind of thing. I can do that. Yeah. No, you'd be totally I fine. I like yogurt. And it's not as thick as you think. You, you, you the, the way that you make it sound is like you're going to have problems, like you're going to be chugging it down. <laughs> no, it's not like that. It's, it's not, not going like to come that. out in clumps. I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm going to be one of the first people to ever, I mean, the only person to ever witness you drink some eggnog. <laughs> If that gets, if that gets you and excited a, enough to get back here tomorrow, I'll yes, take it. I'll be back tomorrow. The great eggnog taste. Now you actually, you remember our uh, former news guy here, Rusty Ray. Yes, Rusty Ray, uh, an eggnog connoisseur. I I guess I, I assume he still does it. Had his own blog where he would rank the nogs. He would try a different nog. Uh-huh. He would have. I think he video himself doing this, and then. Talk about what he liked, what he disliked about that specific eggnog. And I think it was the Nog blog. Hey, well, I'll say this. From the 612, they say, don't forget the brandy. And then secondly, from the 952, no eggnog? Something must be wrong with this guy's noggin. (laughs) (laughs) A quick update from the Quick Lane Bowl. Gophers. We have to. Gophers are trailing, and they're only down by a point, 10-9. to nine, They just kicked off the, uh, the second half. So I think things are looking up with the Gophers, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's great. Go uh, go get them, fellas. No Sky Yuma from you? Oh. No, I'm a proud Gopher alum. Go get them, boys. Take care of Bowling Green here in the second half. Oh, a little toss play. That's good. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up. And don't don't pay attention to the text line at 507. says, Dave, don't try it. You'll be sorry. No, you, oh. no, you, won't. no you won't. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Hey, Dave Schrader is in next for Jason DeRusha. The J, uh, Jason DeRusha show is up next here until 6 o'clock. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Back in for Chad Hartman from noon until 3, right here on The Good Neighbor. News Talk, 830-WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 